at that point in time, I wanted it to be over. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready for the contract to end, and I'll just go back to being a, a wage. W-2. Yeah, because it was, it was, I was very frustrated. Building wealth has a lot more twists and turns when you're a business owner. Welcome to the Money Savvy CEO Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, money, taxes, and investing. I'm your host, Jen Druby, the hair-obsessed serial entrepreneur, tax specialist, and financial coach. Now let's jump right on in. What's up, guys? So in today's episode, I'm here with Paris, and he is amazing with his money. And you already know, we have conversations all the time, and money is just one of our topics, naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think you're one of the first people that I've ever spoken to, and we had a conversation just about like, yeah, so um, I could possibly buy a house for cash. Yeah. You remember that conversation? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember that. In Oklahoma, at least. In Oklahoma, but still. I mean, this wasn't like a $50,000 home we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was six figures. It was. So. I was um, like, screw it. I'm just going to go and buy a house cash and not have many bills and travel. Yeah. Exactly. Because we love to travel. Actually, you know what? So I got to tell my, I got to tell my listeners this one story before we jump in. Okay. Because, you know, you're my cousin. Yes, I We're am. cousins. But let me tell you guys about this story. And you already know what story I'm going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Because we are in Dubai. Yeah. You you already know where I'm going with this, yeah, right? We're yeah, in Dubai. And we are talking about... Well, I don't even know who we were talking to. But the... the the conversation came up, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is my cousin." And you were like, "Oh, we're we're not real cousins." <laughs> and <laughs> you didn't give it up for days. Oh, I'm never gonna let you live this down <laughs> because you already know in the black community, yeah. everybody's our cousin, right? And right. I was, I remember we were like in Dubai, and I was explaining to this person who he told, "Oh, that's not my real cousin." I was like, "Paris, your aunt was dating my cousin for like." 10 years yeah people have been cousins for way less than that right you're right you're right but i I think it was kind of like you know there was a point in time where they were trying to hook us up too that's true so just to like bring down that awkwardness as it was probably like a natural reaction okay that's cool of course i consider you you are family so there's no doubt about it no doubt about it but anyway we're past that because i was going to ask you in oklahoma i mean i'm from dc everybody's a cousin is in Oklahoma, is the black community like, is it that, that cousin thing still? Yeah, it's that. And, you know, it's funny because in my family, I have lots of cousins. But a lot of the cousins who are like, you know, levels above me, um, we always refer to them as aunt and uncle. Even though if they're second and third cousins, mm. we always call them aunt and uncle. And so it's funny because the cousins that I grew up with that are in my generation, they're having kids now and I'm known as uncle Paris, even though, <laughs> even though they're my second cousins, right. I'm uncle Paris. So it's funny, like, cause we did the same thing when I was young. So, yeah. you know, it goes beyond even just cousins. Like, you know, that's, he's older than you. So it's, it's your a, cousin, it's a but level it's, of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's all. That's what it's always been. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I've, I alluded to you being really savvy and really good with your money, but you're not an entrepreneur. No, ma'am. <laughs> But you are a CEO. So I was just, before we, we started, I was talking about how every entrepreneur is a CEO, but not every CEO is an entrepreneur. But there was a time when you, you've worked full-time jobs mm-hmm. for 
probably since you started working, right? Uh, right out of college. Right out of college. Yeah. But then how how long ago was it? Two years when you got an opportunity to be a contractor? It was a year. It was a year a ago. A year ago. A year okay. ago as an independent contractor. Yeah. Right. And I remember this was like the first time when you were, it was almost like being a business owner. Yeah. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. I was like, well, the guy, he, you know, it was in the IT field and he was like, you know, I'm a 1099 you. He's like, it's best if you set up, you know, your business and go that route because otherwise, you know, you won't see as much money um, as a W-2 employee. Right. So I said, okay. And so that's when I talked to you and <laughs> we started that paperwork. And yes. and so, yeah, it was about a year ago that I've been, um, uh, I guess, CEO, entrepreneur. A CEO, entrepreneur, exactly. A uh, business owner. Exactly, um, yeah. So, so I want to ask you, you got a taste of it. <laughs> Did you like it? Being and, and let me let me let me frame it. So did you like the money part of being a business owner? That'll be dependent upon how you do my taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> oh, you put it on me? <laughs> oh man. Harry, but, that's a lot of pressure you putting on me. I know, and that's all that's all I keep thinking about. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see what this is gonna look like. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, it's Honestly, like when I moved from D.C. to Oklahoma, obviously I wanted to change my business, um, you know, location because I know Oklahoma taxes are a lot cheaper. And, you know, as I'm going through the process and D.C. charges me $300 to dissolve my business here and then I got to pay Oklahoma to start up a business. And it's just it was honestly I was like at that point in time, I wanted it to be over. (laughs) I was like. I'm ready for the contract to end, and I'll just go back to being a, a wage. W-2. Yeah, because it was, it was, I was very frustrated. Like, it was just, yeah. you know, I'm like $300 just to not pay you, and then check this out. So, the lady at DC, um, she said, well, you, you have two years since you've already, I had to pay $200 to inst- instate my business. <laughs> she said, you don't need to cancel it now. Um, you know, the right way is to actually dissolve it, pay the money, but right. you should wait, right? Well... I did. Um, I, I did a. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm having, drawing a blank. Um, my business, not re- my business agent. What is it called? The resident agent. Resident agent. Right. So I didn't use myself. I used Zen Businesses oh. resident agent because I kind of had a feeling that I might be moving, or I just didn't want stuff coming to my address. Yeah. I went ahead and did them. They wouldn't take me off of theirs until I proved that I had dissolved my business or got a new a new agent and I didn't live in DC anymore so it was either pay $200 now Mm -hmm. send them the 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 notice saying that I no longer have a DC business so they're they're not needed as my agent or it was wait pay the $120 for them to be my agent for a whole nother year. But eventually I was going to have to pay the $200 anyway or $300 to dissolve my business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just like I just bit the bullet and I paid it now, got them off my, you know, um, account. And then I was like, it's a write-off anyway. Exactly. It's a business expense. Yeah. So it's just, it's, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's frustrating. It's a headache, but, you know, we'll see what you do for me. Oh, God. See, you have that pressure again. See this? You really putting all this on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to go back to when you decided that you were going to be this 1099 and you took this guy's suggestion of just doing it business to business. So it wasn't going to be paying you directly as um, a sole proprietor, really, or a, a yeah, a sole proprietor. You were going to create a business. And then you came to me 
and you were just like, yeah, Jen, I want to start my S Corp. You had already done a lot of research yourself. So tell me about when you decided that, yeah, I'm going to go the route of being paid as a company. How did you even get to say, oh yeah, I want to do the S Corp route. I don't think we had that conversation. You kind of came to me with that. Yeah. So I obviously YouTube, I, I, I YouTube watched a lot University. of YouTube. Yeah. I went to YouTube and I was looking at the advantages. And obviously one of the things was I knew I wouldn't have health insurance. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I saw that that's going to be a tax deductible expense. Um, if I, if I went that route, cause mm-hmm. I could pay myself, pay for my health insurance and then all that stuff could be written off. Um, and then just, you know, just various videos saying, you know, pros and cons of both. Um, the idea of the S corp allowed me to pay myself, kept me having W two. So when I went to go buy a house, if I didn't want to pay cash, yeah. I have proof to show that, Hey, I have a, you know, I have, here's my pay stubs from me paying myself, you right. know, rather than just, you know, paying for cash if that's the way I chose. But you didn't even know that as a business owner, if you were self-employed, not having a W-2 at the end of the year, did you know that lenders look at you kind of funny or? or Well, I remember you said that. Oh, I told you. You told me that. Jeez, we talk a lot, don't we? We do. We do. (laughs) I mean, so yeah, I mean, obviously I said YouTube, but you obviously, we had initial conversations. And of course, you know, I like to do my research. And then that's when I came back to you with all these questions because the laws are a little bit the way they explain stuff, remember you said yeah. you were going to and talk to somebody and I was just, I was like, wait, what does this mean? Because there was a point in time where uh, there's some kind of, and I know I don't, I don't remember all the terms because I've been so busy, but they were saying that there's this extra incentive for businesses, but you know, the wages that you actually, the profit that you earn wouldn't count for that special credit or whatever. It's like, uh, there's a formula that you use, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, um, it's based off of X, Y, and Z. And basically, whatever that number is, you can deduct from your taxable income. Oh, are you talking about the um, the QBI? The- yeah, oh, but the way it was written, it didn't make sense because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, none of my none of my uh, profits or, or monies are going to qualify for this because of the way that it was written. But, you know, you, you explained it to yeah. me. And, um, but, yeah, I just, you know, with all the research that was done between talking to you and YouTube, it looked sounded like the S-Corp was the best way to go. And you, I mean, you are pretty savvy again. So you didn't even pay anybody to do it. You did it all yourself. I mean, I helped a little bit, but you really did and do I that messed, on your own. And I messed up a couple times. Uh, oh, okay, tell us where you messed up. Well, first off, I hurried up and made the S-Corp effective, what, 10-1-19, when I should have just waited until the following year, 2020, mm-hmm. because as an S-Corp, you have to file all these extra documents exactly. and filings, and you know they were so backed up, I did the S-Corp paperwork, filled it out, and they didn't grant me S-Corp status until... I had already done my taxes for the 2019 year. Remember? So, so I was a little annoying because they literally, they extended the tax deadline and I had been calling the IRS saying, Hey, am I approved for S corp status? Because I'm ready to file my taxes. And ladies like, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, file as S corp because you haven't got the approval from us. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm talking to her and then that's when we finally said, you know what, we're just going to file this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully the IRS isn't listening, but <laughs> they we're, might just, be. we're just going to let it ride. And you know what I mean? I'm sure I'll get a notice seven years later, like, hey, we need this paperwork for three months of S-Corp status. But um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, not thinking ahead. That's something that I should have did earlier. Not to mention when we did all the initial paperwork and set up on QuickBooks, you know, there's all these extra accounts you have to set up with DC, oh, like yeah. your family medical leave and unemployment. And I'm like, it was just, it's. 
<laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But I will admit, you were a big help. And actually, QuickBooks. Plug. Oh, I love QuickBooks. Yeah, they're they're Plug. actually. Can they sponsor me? Please? I know, right? Because they every time I call, like they're so helpful. They help me work. All right, we're things. not gonna give them too much props. Right, they're right. not paying me yet. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Right. Yeah, yeah. So okay. let's talk about Oklahoma for a second because you are you've always been really good with your money, and is that something that you learned growing up? Like, was your mom really big on finances? Uh oh, why are you sorry, like mom? <laughs> so. Obviously, like growing up in Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, lots of economic inequality. Okay. Um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to, you know, my grandparents, they raised me and, you know, they showed me the benefits of hard work. And, you know, my mom is, you know, I love my mom to death, but the worst with money. I am talking about it's bad. She's not going to see this. So, <laughs> you, can talk you know, about I mean, just, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I was like, that's not the way I want to be. And, you know, we, even though my grandparents were, you know, blessed, there was a lot of us, a lot of us cousins that they kind of helped raise. So, you know, when you don't come from a whole bunch, yeah. like we were blessed, don't get me wrong, but you know, you pay attention to those things. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I just wanted to make sure that for me and my family and, you know, the community, like I, I put a better mark on, you know, Grace in Oklahoma, which is where I'm from. Right. right. And so, yeah, that it, I've always been like, people are always like, oh, he's tight. And no, I'm just, I'm conscious about, you know, what I'm doing, you know what I mean? With my yeah, money. But that's, because And that's good. That's as you should be. But you built up a really nice like nest egg. I did. Living in DC and working in DC. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to save in such an expensive city? Well, you know, I stayed in basements and, yeah. and rented out rooms for, you know, half the time I was here. So that helped. Um, and, you know, just I was conscious with my money. Like, I didn't even move to D.C. I wanted to move earlier to D.C., but I waited until I paid my car off. Because I knew once I paid my car off, that would be an extra $600 a month that I could allocate towards, you know, higher rent. And so it's just, you know, I was always looking like, all right, how can I minimize, you know, or mitigate the impact, this financial impact? And, you know, just just constantly thinking of downstream impacts of my decisions. And that's how I was able to do it. Plus, you know, grinding super hard, you know, working Basically, two jobs for the a long time. time. I'm still there. I'm still doing it. I'll fly, that's, why I'll fly, I'll, that's, that's why I'm back here. Yes. As decent as I've been with money these last 14 years, I could have been better at investing. But it's it's scary because I invested and I got burned a couple of times, right? Ooh, wait a minute. Burn. I got burned. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to cut <laughs> because we got to pay some bills. So uh, <laughs> we'll be right Are you self-employed and not where you want to be financially? If that's you, I invite you to join me in my next seven-week financial course where I show you how to turn your business into an investment vehicle so that you can build wealth by getting out of debt, join the 700 Credit Score Club, and qualifying for your dream home. We do this by starting with the money and cash management inside of your business. So head over to MoneySavvyCEO.com and enroll so that you can work directly with me and get where you want to be. Oh, about me getting burned. No. Oh. <laughs> Before, I do want to hear about you getting burned <laughs> with investing. But I forgot to ask you, because you know I'm hair obsessed. You you already know about my obsession with mm-hmm. hair. And you and I also, you know, we talk about money, but we also used to talk a lot about hair products. We did. 
We did. So I want to know right now. And, you know, I think it's a misconception. Guys really care about their hair. Yes. Right? Yes, we do. And so I want to know what product, what's your go-to product these days? As you can see. <laughs> well, no. So, you know, you said you, we care about our hair. Remember, I used to I used to come to you all the time because after we took that first trip to Dominican, when you had the hair care mm-hmm. business and host family and, you know, I started swimming a lot and I was like, yo, I need something for my hair because right, you were I swim three days a week and the chlorine is like, you know, one of the resolutions to that was just to keep the hair shorter, I, I finally realized. But um, to what I try, though, is I just try everything, really. Like, You're I know. junkie. So, so <laughs> what I've used the most is, have you ever heard of Monet? Monet, no. What is that? So my wife distributes it. It's, okay. um, it's one of those hair care products. There's probably more of them, right? You can't buy them in the store or okay. online. Mm-hmm. You have to find someone that actually sells it. Okay. Right. So she's a direct seller. She's a direct seller. Um, of Monet. How do you spell of that? Monet. M-O-N-A-T. Okay. She says Monet. Mon- um, modern nature, I think, is the the what it means. Mon- Mon- Monet. Okay. Monet. But you really like the products? I do. They work really well. Really? Yeah. And so... They're really like, I want. They're not expensive. They're more. They cost more, but they last a really long time. And it's you really have to be educated to use their products, right? Mm, because okay. you know, generally, if someone is using Suave or Dove or whatever from Walmart or Target, they'll gob it on there, right, and just go to town. Well, with these products, because they're so concentrated, like you really need to use like smaller amounts. Like when you shampoo mm. your hair. When I use a shampoo and stuff, you have to like really lather up. You you do to activate it, right? Okay. So and then you realize like, wow, that small amount just did all that. Oh. And then okay. you have to. So you know, it's funny because my wife had sent some to uh, my family in in Denver, and you know, he was like, yeah, the bottle's gone. It was too small. He had went through literally like something that should have lasted him two months. <laughs> he went through it in like two weeks, but that's because he, he didn't wasn't know. Educated, yeah. He wasn't educated. So you know, my wife's done a few. Um, videos and stuff, and she tries to instruct people. She was doing really good at one time, um, but I use that to support her, right? Whenever I can. Um, but you know, when you're so busy, sometimes it's just like. So of those I'm just products, like, whatever. are you using the leave-in or is it the shampoo? I use everything. They have a whole lineup, and and they actually have like they have lineups for um, people of color too. Oh. And I've seen some some ads on Instagram. And my wife's like, look, that could be you. Because she, she wants me to get on there and, you know. But I like the products. Um, Ulta Beauty Supply. Yeah. My cousin in Oklahoma used to work there for a part-time job for a really long time. And so sometimes when I'm, I'm there and I run out of whatever I'm using, she's like, here, try this. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. what is this? This is, like, amazing. Yeah. And so, like, I'm starting to find out there's, like, lots of other good stuff out there but i honestly because of my schedule i just use whatever is available like you know if i'm out of monet and she hasn't ordered anymore i'll raid my cousin's room <laughs> kind of like i did with you today i was like i didn't know Give i was gonna be on camera products. like i need something so yeah, that was my fault guys so i kind of just you know 
you know, it's just. But well, it's, you know, I stay with products. I know, and that's why I was like, I remember I was using the Dominican products for a long time, and they work great. That's that's what I'm using. Okay, anything cool. I get my hands on. All right, well, you know, I just I just had to ask about hair <laughs> yeah. products because I'm hair obsessed. But let's get back to you getting burned and investing because I don't think we talked about this. This is like new information. Have. I don't Uh-oh. think we have. Okay, so, so there's a couple of instances. One, you know, I'm into. Uh, the alternative investments, yep. you know, um, precious metals and all this stuff. And um, not to say I'm a doomsday type of prepper or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the fact is, like, inflation is high. We print a lot of money. Like, there's there's consequences to that. Like, Absolutely. People wonder why the housing prices are so... Like, stock market and housing prices, to me, have absorbed all the inflation over the last... They have. They have. They have just steadily increased in price. So... You know, the hedge or the the mother of all hedges to inflation is like gold and, and silver, precious mm-hmm. metals. So Hawk, you know, he uh, was really big on it. <laughs> yeah. He he was really big on it, right? Uh, and he was like, you know, you better get in when it's getting high. Like and so <laughs> gold and silver's just climbing and climbing. I'm like, all right. And back then this was oh, man, this was like eight, nine years ago. So I wasn't, you know, I'd I wasn't making a lot of money. I was $50,000 a year when I moved to D.C. So actually, maybe a little longer than that. Okay. Um, probably like 10 years ago. I spent like six or $7,000 in silver and gold. Like, pres- like hard bars, coins, all that stuff, right? Because okay. I was like, yeah, like it makes sense. Like We can't keep printing all this money. And, you know, literally like... <laughs> Two days later, it goes from $55 an ounce, like, down to, like, $8 an ounce. Ooh. So, right now, I don't even know what silver is at now, but I still have it, right? Okay. So, it's still, it's still, I still think it's, the fundamentals are there for silver and gold to be higher than what they are. Okay. Um, and so, I still have all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, it's great. And, you know, I kind of just left it alone. But, you know, I was like, uh, but I didn't learn my lesson there. Uh-oh. There was another instance. Sirius satellite and XM satellite used to be separate. Remember? There was Sirius satellite radio, XM. Well, they were talking about the big merger, right? Mm -hmm. So they were about to merge. You know, the price was going up. And Hawk was like, man, this Sirius XM, you better get on this. I'm seeing a trend here. Every time you got burned, was Hawk involved? I mean, you know what? He just gave me the information, but I should have did more due diligence, right? And looked at the the financials. And if I would have did that, I would have known that both Sirius and XM were heavily in debt. That's one of the main regions they wanted to merge is to eliminate some of that waste, right? I can't remember what 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 the price was, but I spent another five or six thousand dollars and literally they were about to go bankrupt it went down to two cents per share Mm. they put a hold on it you couldn't buy any you couldn't sell any um and so i didn't technically get burned on that because i did hold it for like seven or eight years and i doubled my money okay which is better than what i would have gotten a bank account right yeah for sure um but you know it was just like so ever since then you know, with the stock market, you know, taking that hit when COVID happened and literally all my friends when I was at DOE on Robin Hood and, oh, and yeah. Webull everybody and was. everybody turned into like a, a investor, everybody. And, you know, it was they a like, thing to do. Yeah. They're like, I made $10 a day. I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. But I just, you know, I just, because of my past, I'm like, you stayed away. I just stayed away, and I know like I, I I probably missed out on on making some money, and then just recently, so my uncle's been in the penny stocks. Okay. So he's he's literally 
invested like twenty thousand dollars and he made eighty thousand dollars in like two months wow on, so is that what you're doing now what are, what are you doing now i've thrown a little money but i haven't got crazy right okay. so i you know i took like seven or eight hundred dollars and i just bought up a whole bunch of different penny stocks i'm not really i don't know enough about the bitcoin yet but tony he has friends that are doing it and he said it's they're still doing well. it, they're doing well and he said you think it's over but it's really not over so I'm kind of kind of studying up, getting smart on that so I can maybe and but I'm just doing a little smarter now. I'm just like, you know, because these moves that people have made, if someone would have bought Sirius Satellite XM after I bought it, if they'd have put a thousand or two thousand dollars, they'd be looking at tons of money. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm looking at where, you know, if I lose a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, it's not a big deal. It was a bigger deal last time because I, just I was out. just starting out. Yeah. Right. But so I'm kind of just you know, diversifying. Okay. But ideally, like, you know, I, I want a vacation property. I feel mm-hmm. like real estate is going to be always a, one of the best investments. So, yeah. so I want you to like tell my audience, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs listening and a lot of people who are in the hair industry. So what would you what would you suggest or recommend when it comes to their money as because you now you had that, that, um, that experience being a business owner. So what piece of advice would you give someone who has to deal with that admin, that money stuff? Um, that's easy. Uh, take Jen's course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay. So seriously, like honestly, just, uh, I mean the best piece of advice. Let me, let me hear your question again. I want to make sure I answer it right. Yeah. So a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. listen to this podcast and I would, I'm, I'm even going to add more to the question. Okay. So I would say with entrepreneurs, the, the main aspects of business that give them problems are the marketing and the finances. So what advice would you give someone on the financial part, financial piece? Because that's what you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about marketing because mm-hmm. you were a 1099 contractor. Mm-hmm. But for you, what was the most important or what would you recommend? What piece of advice would you give someone with with money as it pertains to their business? Well, definitely invest in the knowledge. And, you know, YouTube is great um, and doing your own due diligence. But again, like you having you as a friend was such an invaluable resource because you you've been in this space for so long. Mm -hmm. You kind of like gave me a really good path. So for the people that don't have that, I mean, they, they might want to look into taking some kind of course and then just be mindful and be, you know, maintain that situational awareness and like really know what your goals are. Right. Because if you don't put, Everything's a great in when you have an idea, but unless you put it on paper and, and really once you figure out a goal, I think it you just it's like a, a you know, a goal gives you a, a roadmap to where Absolutely. you want to go. And so, you know, if your goal is to buy a house or if your goal is just to if you're making so much money, you need to really, you know, diversify and like save on the taxes that you're paying. Like, mm-hmm. just know what you're really trying to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, because in the end. We all know what's right and wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We know if we're making money, do I really need to go out and buy a new Camaro if <laughs> I already have have one that works, right? Do I really need to upgrade? Yeah, do like, I really so, need to keep up with the Joneses? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a part of it is just discipline, like, because, you know, same way with, like, getting in shape and losing weight. Like, we know what, we know how to do it. It's just, yeah. are we going to do it or not, yeah, right? Yeah, it and takes so, a lot of discipline. It does, it does. And so, you know, I Especially think, when you're an entrepreneur, because when you have that full-time job, I mean, you know, now you know what it's like when you have to pay yourself mm-hmm. and you're you already told me like no nah, i'm good i want to do the w2 route because it's a lot involved <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot 
I mean, you're you're saving your own taxes. You're. <laughs> it, it just thinking about it, taxes just it just it annoyed me. <laughs> it annoys you. It just I, they're just they're complex. Yes, it's complex. It's just it's a lot of work, and so that's why I say, be mindful. Like, is this something that you really want to do? And, and if you're trying to do it, like, what are you trying to achieve out of it? Yeah, because it's just. You know, sometimes I think people just think it's cool. Like, oh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, yeah. okay, yeah. But, like, I see my cousin George. Like, man, he he had to start hiring people because he was doing his content. He was doing his bookkeeping. He was, you know, he's a personal trainer, so he goes and trains the classes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was doing all this stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, he, he'd be a good person to have on here because he just... And so, again... Does he come to D.C.? I mean, if he comes to D.C., I don't, I, we gotta have him on the podcast. Yeah, we do gotta have him on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> he he probably would. I think he does. I don't know. He's all over the place. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think for the finances, you know, just stay disciplined, maintain situational awareness, and and really have an idea of what you're trying to achieve out of becoming an entrepreneur or CEO because it is a lot of work. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. And being smart with that money. Yeah, you got to be smart with the money. Like yeah. you you y'all know what's right and wrong. Yeah, you know, and it, it's hard. Like because. I mean, I really want an electric vehicle, like, but I'm willing to wait, right? Like, I'm willing to wait and put it off it's because... It's a delayed gratification. It's a delayed, like, you know, I'll be 40 in a few years, so, yeah, either the Cybertruck or the... Are you really looking at that Cybertruck? People tell me it's ugly, but I'm like, I like... It looks futuristic, and I like that... I'm a sci-fi type of person, so... Okay. It interests me. I'm not... I'm getting it for utility, like, if my power goes out... I can power my home with it. Like, it's just all kind of different things. I'm looking at the Cybertruck, but I'm also looking at the Ford Lightning and the Hummer EV. <laughs> but I definitely, I'm going to have an electric I mean, so am truck. I. I'm, I'm all Yeah. About so, you know. The um, electric vehicles. Yeah, I can't wait. It's the future. It is the future. Yeah. Well, Paris, I'm so happy that you were you made some time to be on the podcast, even though I didn't prep you and let you know <laughs> it was going to be on video. So you had to raid my <laughs> hair products. <laughs> had me on here looking crazy. <laughs> we're going to have to have you back yeah. when you know you're going to be oh, on yeah. video. Oh, yeah. I'm and then you'll be that. you'll be ready, ready. Yeah, I'll get a fresh cut and everything. <laughs> Seriously. You get a fresh cut. I'm trying to look right on here. You know oh, what my mean? gosh. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Jen Druby. This has been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Money Savvy CEO podcast, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.